Welcome to the Focused 15 podcast. I know that life is busy, filled with demands and distractions that make it difficult to keep first things first. So together, we'll dive deep into the Bible, find truths to apply to our moments, and learn to thrive in our everyday. All it will take is 15 minutes. Hey there, welcome back to the Focus 15 podcast. I'm excited you're here. In our last podcast, we talked uh, together about calling. I was chatting with Kat Lee and Stacy Thacker, and we talked a lot about the difference between our big C callings and our little C callings, meaning the big C callings are those things that are, for the most part, not changing in our lives. As Christians, we are um, children of God. We have certain callings that come along with that commitment that we give to Him and just the exciting things that we get to do to be part of the Great Commission. That's a big C calling. If you are married, you have a big C calling to um, to be a helpmate to your husband and to, to love him and to serve him and to to really commit to that relationship. If you are a mom, then you have this big C calling to your children. And those big C callings really don't change all that often. Those are almost life, in a lot of ways, lifelong callings. But then we looked at, what about these little C callings? What about the callings that we have that God has put on our hearts as individuals of the things he's made us good at and the things that he's made us to do? But often seems like there's this conflict. If I feel called to a certain endeavor, but yet I feel consumed with the other callings of my life as a disciple of Christ and as a as a mom, as, as a wife, um, whatever your big C callings are, those are amazing things. And those are things that, that we must make priorities. But at the same time, there's a place for room for these little C callings. So we talked a bit about that in our last in our last podcast. And today we're going to continue that conversation as we look at how does that kind of, how do we, how do we work on fleshing that out? Um, How do we continue to figure out what are those little C callings that God has given us in our life? What are the things that we are created and made to do? And how do we find ways to um, fulfill those callings um, alongside of our big C calling? So again, I'm glad you're here and I hope that you will enjoy part two of the Everyday Woman series um, and looking at how to balance our callings with our callings. And as I look, I look back on my own past in just, I mean, I know, I know without a doubt that I'm called to teach Mm -hmm. the Bible. Like, I just love it. I love it. I love to disciple women. And it's taken a while to figure specifically that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so but as I look at how God is using me, like I was in a void. I had no idea how to study the Bible. There was a day I was like, I opened it up. I vividly remember the day where I was like, I'm going to be a big girl. I'm going to put on my big girl pants. I'm going to get my own Bible and I'm going to figure this out, yeah. you know, because all my life I had been in Christian school. And so it just was like a history book to mm-hmm. me. It was just another book in my locker. You know, it, it didn't, there was nothing special about it. And then I remember God stirring my heart and I I went to the Bible bookstore on my own and I picked out a big Bible and I came home and I sat down on my bed Mm. and I opened it up and I was like utterly disappointed Mm. (laughs) because I didn't know what I was doing, you know, and I kept going and I think I found a daily bread or something, you know, and that like kind of kept me going and just over time though, seeing all these different tools that it's like, okay, I don't need somebody to tell me what the Bible says. 
you know, all the time. Like I can go yeah. to it for myself and so can everybody. And so that's yeah. turned into such a passion for me because I was the very person that I'm trying to help now. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. and I think really a lot cool. of times if we can all look at what, what has helped us grow mm. and it, it, it may not even be a spiritual thing. It may be that you love cooking mm. and that you couldn't, you know, couldn't do slice and bake cookies without burning them mm -hmm. before, you know, but people came alongside of you and helped you. And then you just, there's something inside of you lit up and you're so excited to do it that you want to turn around and say, you can cook too. I know I used to burn the cookies. You can do it. You know? <laughs> and I think there's something special in that, that God gives us, um, you know, some seeming failures in mm -hmm. order to give us a calling later, because we know better than anybody, maybe not anybody, but you know what I mean? Like I know better than, I, I feel like I write and I, I speak and I teach to the, the old me, you know, mm -hmm. and who knows better what to tell the old me what to do, but me, because I knew what was going on in my head and my mm -hmm. heart. And so mm -hmm. I feel like that drives my passion a lot mm -hmm. of just thinking about where I've been and how people came alongside me and mm -hmm. helped me out. And so that, mm -hmm. that, you know, really um, plays into my calling. Mm -hmm. That's, um, good. That's good. The next thing I want to talk about is I think it's so important for us to identify our calling. And sometimes it takes a long time mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Um, I mean, a decade sometimes, you know, like this is mm -hmm. not something that's an overnight thing and it's fluid. It's always, it's always uh, changing, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but I think as we get older, it, it, we, you do start to hone in on, yes, this mm -hmm. is it. This is it. What I'm 37 now. And I'm finally like, I can say for sure, I am a Bible teacher. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I, I can put that badge on me now yeah. and that may change, but you know, even no. five years ago, <laughs> I, well, maybe not. Yeah, no, that's I, not going to change. All right. So <laughs> that in you. Yeah, yeah. She's affirming me. <laughs> wait, let me just so, Bible teacher. Bible teacher. So it might change how I do that, yeah. but that's always going to be a part probably of, of who I am and what I do uh, with my time. But, oh, where was I going with that? I totally blanked. Um, next question. Yeah, I will <laughs> to the next question. The question uh, anyway, okay, so here's the question. So now that if we know our, when we know our calling, it's very important, I think, to help us not look at the other ones, because that's what we're mm -hmm. talking at the beginning of this conversation mm -hmm. of, oh, I look in so-and-so, and she's got an immaculate house, or I look in so-and-so, and she does all these fun things with her kids, or I look in so-and-so, and she does X, Y, or Z, fill in the blank, and I feel like I can't do that, right. or you know, whatever, but it may not fit with my calling. We're all have the big C's, right? So I know I'm going to love my kids, love my husband, follow Jesus, but the specifics mm -hmm. of how that looks is going to look different from me to you and to anyone else. And that's why calling I think is so important. So how does mm -hmm. calling, how has calling in your own life helped you keep away from the shoulds? Uh, mm -hmm. I should do this or that <laughs> guilt-ridden living, you know, yeah. like we live mm -hmm. as women in such guilt all the time, but we are promised abundant life, mm -hmm. not guilt-ridden life, mm -hmm. but yet we find mm -hmm. ourselves stuck in that. So how does knowing your calling help you with that? Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, I think for me, when I don't know what I'm going for, it's kind of like going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. When you go to the grocery store and you don't have a shopping list, oh, goodness. I mean, you're getting Fruit Loops, <laughs> you're getting all kinds of random stuff that you never even wanted. And That's right. Fruit Loops are random. Uh, I mean, um, <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, so, you know, you're just getting things that aren't necessarily going to be helpful to you or to your family it might push you over the budget. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, when it comes to calling and, and having, knowing what we're, we're called to do, when we know what that thing is, and when we're pursuing that thing, that is our focus. And, and I mm -hmm. often think, I think comparison is something that we can only do when we're standing still. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When we're sitting down or we're standing still, that's the only time we compare. Otherwise, we're competing. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily that we need to compete against other people. But again, just like any athlete, mm -hmm. they're, they're working to be the best that they can right. be. They're, they're <laughs> running in a race saying, oh, their form is better. Oh, their outfits mm -hmm. are really nice for their mind. Nobody's thinking that. Yeah. They're thinking, how can I get the very most out of myself? How can I set a personal record? How can I be my very best in this lane that I'm in and get to that finish line as fast as I possibly can? And even if they lose, if they gave their all, then they don't have any regrets. Mm -hmm. And and I want to have that same perspective in my life. You know, whether I'm writing, whether I'm podcasting, whether I'm being a, a mom, whatever it is, I want to know what my standards are and what my calling and kind of goals are even in those things mm -hmm. so that. I'm running towards those things and I'm not running towards what everybody else is doing because right. that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. a, a very good friend of mine, um, her name is Kelly. She has an absolutely immaculate house. I mean, immaculate. It's not only awesome. She's not only a great <laughs> designer, but like all of her clothes are folded like they're from the gap. Aww. I mean, it is absolute perfection. And she's one of my very dearest friends. And, and if I pursue that, I would just drive myself nuts yeah. because that's mm -hmm. not me and I know that's not how I made and I know that's not how I'm going to spend my time and I would not be a very nice mother mm -hmm. to my children mm -hmm. trying to pursue something that mm -hmm. isn't what I'm supposed to pursue right now mm -hmm. um, and, and it's so important to know what you're supposed to do know your calling mm -hmm. and also to know you're not calling mm -hmm. yeah what yeah. you know when, when yeah. I'm like oh I know that, that is not something that I'm supposed to do I am not created to be a great chef and to bless people with my hospitality abilities. Right. I want to welcome people into my house, but they're not going to come into, you know, this perfectly decorated home with amazing gourmet food. Mm -hmm. I know that's not what I'm called to do. Um, and, and if I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm just going to stop apologizing, apologizing for sports analogies, but we love them. We love them. Okay. They're good. They're good. The, they drive. If the kicker home. goes on the field and tries to be the quarterback, <laughs> yeah. the whole team's going to lose. Right. If the quarterback goes on the field and tries to be the kicker, the whole team's mm -hmm. going to lose. So you need to know what you're made for, mm -hmm. what you're called to, mm -hmm. and that's part of something bigger than you. Right, right. And, and I think it's so crucial, not just for us and our own happiness and our own um, self-confidence, <laughs> but it's part of, you know, what God has called us to do in this role that he's that's called right. us to play in his, you know, story of mankind. And mm -hmm. I, it's, I don't know, I get a little fired up. Oh, so there. So fired Know up. what you're called to do. That's awesome yeah the only thing I would add, that I would add to that I, I totally agree even all the sports analogies I don't have any um I, totally, I agree that one one of the things you're not called to make sports analogies I'm not called right. to sports analogies. right I'm called to listen to cats sports analogies because yes, yes. me. um I was thinking I've been doing a little writing on this and just how it plays into women's lives and one of the things that's key for me is um if I find myself comparing myself to another woman other than knowing what I'm called to is connecting with her. Um, I find the more deeply I'm connected to a woman as far as she's my sister in Christ and I know her heart mm -hmm. and I get mm -hmm. to know what she's called to, that the comparison tends to drop quicker. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that I can find something that we have in common. I can find her heart and what God's doing in her life. I'm less likely to go, well, I would say I'm less likely to be pierced by her prize. 
So when I see her mm-hmm. advancing and her doing the things that I wish I could do, if I really know her heart, I'm way less likely to wish it was me instead of her. Because mm-hmm. like I look at you two and I'm like so excited about what God is doing through you and your ministries. And I just, I just love it. Like I don't feel pierced by what God is doing in your lives. Like I'm just mm-hmm. excited for you. But other women that maybe I don't know personally, there's I if I'm gonna compare, that's the that's the quickest thing, like, because yeah. I just don't know them. And then I think, yeah. well, what's different about me? Why not me? You know, um, but when God shows me a way to connect with her, then, then I, then I, I get behind her and I, I, I want to cheer her on. I, so mm-hmm. I think that is really key. And also this is a little bit of a sports analogy. It's just a tiny, there we go. right? It's really, it is, you have got to realize that we play to an audience of one. That yeah. yeah, I mean, we we are in a social world and we all love it, but I, I have to please the Lord. Like mm-hmm. I cannot be doing what I'm doing for other people. And so if I'm playing to an audience of one and I am listening to the coach and I'm walking with the Lord, then and I'm trying my best to connect with women who are do who are who are serving out their purposes too. I'm not going to be jealous. I'm not going to wish it was me yeah. instead of her because I know her heart and I know what God's doing. And I, I, I see the bigger picture. So I, that, yeah. that's the only thing I would add. Yeah. And I think that brings up a great point about, I think a, um, a result of knowing your calling is what we're talking about. It helps us with the shoulds because mm-hmm. then we can realize that's their calling. This is my calling, but it's also what you're talking about is that we are to an audience one. And it, I think it's, it's important for us to define success in our mm-hmm. calling, mm-hmm. you know, and in big C and little C that our, our defining success does not mean, you know, it's, I mean, it just depends on, you know, what the situation is, but let's go back to cooking, you know, um, is, the definition that everybody in your house is happy with the cooking is, is that going to, is that going to be no. success or is success in that calling, learning, growing, enjoying what you're doing, yeah. you know, and giving God glory in that and maybe blessing mm-hmm. people with food like that, that is that that's hospitality thing. But it, again, if we try to define success that every child is going to love what I cooked every day and everybody's going to clean their plate every day, you know, like we get, I know that sounds like a silly example, but well, if I can get to me where it's like, if I start divining success in teaching the Bible as having hundreds of thousands of followers that are going to show up on every blab that I do, you know, whatever, like that's not success. The success is me feeling joy and God's pleasure in doing what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and being obedient. And mm-hmm. uh, last Wednesday I led a small group and I mean, we, I mean, it's a small, small group, <laughs> you know, and, but I love these women and I walked into that time exhausted. I mean, the last four weeks, everybody feels that way. It's beginning of school. Everything's changing. I mean, it's just life is full, 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 full. And I walked into there depleted and exhausted I walked out of there like ready to take on the world. Like Mm -hmm. I was, it was the, it was just such a sweet time. I mean, women are crying. It's always a good thing when people are crying, (laughs) you know, like it's just, it, God showed up and things Mm -hmm. that I didn't plan. We talked about, and it was exactly what so many of us needed here, including me, you know, Mm -hmm. the words coming out of my mouth was what I needed to hear. It was the spirit of God was there with us. And we were, I was teaching his word and we were discussing around the word. And I left, like I said, ready to do laundry, ready to put my kids to bed, ready to do all the things that usually are very draining and hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that big seat calling a mom for me is difficult. It's very difficult. 
Mm-hmm. And so those little seat callings and being in the place exactly where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. and obediently doing that, whether that's for five or 500, it doesn't matter the number. It matters that I'm doing what God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. And that brings me life. That brings me mm-hmm. energy. And those little seat callings help fuel the big seat callings. Mm-hmm. And so um, I found that over and over and over uh, again, true in my life. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, any last minute and then we'll wrap up. I know Stacy's got to get on the road, pick up her baby. I got to go pick up my my seat callings. <laughs> <You're> so, <laughs> my big seat. I got to pick so, them up. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I think it's 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 such a valid conversation, Katie. And um, I I just I think one of the things that we can really do for each other is encourage each other when we see each other living that out. Um, is, I mean, it's great to have someone say, Hey, you know, not, Hey, you're doing a great job, but I really see, um, God working through you, or I feel the presence of the Lord when you are doing what you're doing, it stirs something in me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that we have to be that for each other. I think yeah. we all need that. I mean, I think the world is hard enough and, and, but, but I really believe God is doing something among us. And I think the more that we can encourage and call that out on other people, I think, I think it could be life-changing and especially among women. I, I, yeah. I really think that we've mm-hmm. got to do that for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This might, do you have any closing thoughts, Kat? Um, well, there's a quote that's been resonating with me for a long time. It sounds a little morbid maybe, but um, Ariana Huffington said, your resume is not your eulogy. And mm. that really struck me because so often we spend so much time trying mm. to build up our resume. Well, I do this, you know, whether, whether we work somewhere or whether we do things online, mm. whatever it is, we try to puff ourselves up and we try to yeah. make ourselves seem valuable to those mm. around us. And mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, build my resume. I want mm-hmm. to live a life that's focused, you know, like um, Stephen Covey says, you know, begin with the end in mind. And I think when we kind of have that perspective, that can really help us hone in on what's important and what's not important. Because at the end, we're going to be standing before Jesus. In the end, um, that's, you know, the impact that we had on our family and on our kids and the people that we were around the most. And if we didn't impact and influence them the most, then we missed out. And Mm -hmm. I want my, you know, I want to spend my life building up my eulogy and not just my resume. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Very Very good. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for your time and for joining. And everyone that came in to listen, thank you so much for watching us live. And those that are watching the replay, um, there will be more blabs. Hopefully, there will be one next week. And the next topic is going to be on planning. And so, as soon as I can get that scheduled and um, and you know figure out all the details for that, so the best way to know what's going on is to go ahead and follow me on Blab, blab blab.im backslash katieor22. Um, and you, you know, pay attention on Twitter, Instagram, like that. I'll make an announcement and, um, we will go from there and you can subscribe to it and get a, uh, uh, you know, reminders of when it's starting. So it will probably be next Thursday afternoon. We'll see. Awesome. So anyway, thank you all. Thank you thank all for coming you. and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the focus 15 podcast. You will find the show notes on the blog at katieor.me backslash truth. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Focus 15 podcast, consider leaving a review on iTunes to help others find the show. I'd love it if you check out my Focus 15 Bible studies at focused15.com. And as always, you can find me hanging out and sharing truth on Instagram and Twitter at katieor 22